the anime 7 newscast it's your favorite host of the most on the bomb it is august 6 2021 can't believe it's already august already really some people on the radio today were talking about like oh pumpkin spice lattes and i'm like it's already why are we already talking about this please please do not do this i feel like it's so weird to think that we're only four months away from christmas again I feel like it wasn't even that long ago. God, I don't even know anymore. It's like as soon as 2020 was over, time started just going at normal speed again. Super goofy. Anyway, I don't have a lot of non-anime news, but I do have a lot of anime news. There's a lot of like new anime hype and a couple films, some con things and all that good stuff. So let's just jump right into it. Oh, you know what? Hold on a second. Let's talk about this really quick. I totally forgot to mention um, what happened like it happened literally shortly after I had recorded it um, the newscast last week but I wanted to dedicate this newscast to Taya White who passed away at the age of 81 she was the voice of Muriel Muriel Bags Encourage the Cowardly Dog literally the best character of that show I mean next to Courage obviously but yeah, dude, terrible, terrible. She was obviously, you know, old and such, but yeah, she was awesome. Like a lot of us grew up listening to her voice and all that good stuff. So it's really cool to uh, to have like grown up in that time where I got to listen to her voice. You know, as long as I, you know, I, hundreds thousands millions of other people feel the same way and it was super sad when uh you know that news came around so anyway this is for taya white but anyway let's let's get into it uh stranger things season four first look released by netflix if you go on netflix's uh youtube page you can see a sneak peek of season four of stranger things and apparently not a lot of people are that excited about it i don't know i I still haven't even watched any of it. I feel like I did. It's one of those things where I kind of like was into like I was really into the idea, and like when the first two seasons came out, you know, everybody was like, "Yeah, this is amazing. You got to watch this." And then season three wasn't that good or something, and then I don't know. It's like the hype died, I guess, for Stranger Things. So then I kind of was like, "Oh, I guess never mind." <laughs> so I just never started it, which I know I shouldn't listen to like other people's hype but like i don't know maybe i'll still watch it someday uh niantic responds to backlash after reversing pandemic induced changes to pokemon go after a sudden rollback to the pandemic induced extended ranges for gyms and pokestops in pokemon go niantic faced heavy pushback from fans um but yeah so basically they so like the the pandemic made it so, like, obviously people couldn't go outside, right? So, like, I mean, you could still go outside. But, like, um, they tried to make it easier to play from home by, like, adding more Pokestops and gyms and things like that 
to like get at closer access to them and uh, make it easier to get to, you know? So like, cause a lot of people, like a lot of Pokestops will be like at restaurants and places that were closed and things like that. Um, anyway, I guess they are going to, they reverse the, the pandemic induced changes and people were like, no, this is dumb. There's a lot of us now who still work from home because of this now and this now and whatever. And, uh, the Delta variant is going to keep us at home again and all this stuff. So then they said, we will continue to monitor health and safety guidance related to outdoor activities and will make future changes if necessary. They said they're going to be putting together an internal cross-function team. And they said, however, we have heard your input loud and clear. And to address the concerns you have raised, we are taking the following actions. We are assembling an internal cross-functional team to develop proposals designed to preserve our mission of inspiring people to explore the world together, while also addressing specific concerns that have been raised regarding interaction distance. We will share the findings of this task force by the next in-game season change, September 1st. As part of this process, we will also be reaching out to community leaders in the coming days to join us in the the dialogue. So I guess they're going to look into it and maybe they'll bring it back. I don't know. But like, yeah, I don't know. I don't play Pokemon Go. I'm just uh, letting y'all know for all the people who still play it. But uh, Goza Tsushima's Iki Island expansion, uh, that is coming out. Ooh, when is this coming out? Or is this already out already? Oh, it was. It's already out already. But apparently, it was super cool. Um, hold on a second. Let me look this up. When does this come out? Oh, August twentieth for twenty bucks. And then I think there's going to be like another collected edition coming out that you can buy. That's like a master's edition or something like that, that you can buy. It and it has a DLC on it. But, uh, yeah. Uh, first look at the last of us TV show with new set photos from Calgary. Uh, I guess that's where filming is taking place is in Calgary. Um, you know, I still haven't played <laughs> the last of us. Um, Mario had borrowed it to me for the PS4. Um, so I don't know. I, I don't know what the show is going to do. Apparently a lot of people hated the last of us too. And a lot of people loved it. So it was, I don't know, but I still want to play them for sure. Um, let's see. Platinum games resurrects an over 30 year old series with Soul Cresta platinum games, chief game designer, Hideki Kamiya penned a PlayStation blog, um, unveiling an unexpected sequel to moon Cresta and Terra Cresta called soul Cresta. Um, initially developed by Nichibutsu, Mooncrest and Terracrest were vertical side-scrolling arcade games where the player takes the captaincy to board a starship, and it's like a, yeah, it's like a top-down shooter. Really sick game. Um, Soul Cresta looks just as amazing, honestly. Um, it kind of still uses those same graphics, which is awesome. Um, this was, like, on par with, like, Raiden and things like that. Uh, Gradius and all that such more so like Raiden because it goes top down and up you know and not side to side like Gradius does but yeah I I love these kinds of games these bullet hell top down shooters super cool uh so yeah you should check that out uh a new fatal frame game could be happening following positive reception of black of maiden of black water re-release 
Uh, yeah, if you've never played Fatal Frame before, I think it was on the PS2 or PlayStation. No, it was on the PS1. And it was like a horror game, and it was super cool. And there was a re-release called Fatal Frame Made in the Blackwater. And it's going to come out later this year. And they're talking about... They're talking about doing a a new one that's a reboot of the series, which could be super cool. So, um, you know what? I had another piece of news that I, I need here. Hold on a second. Hold on now. I was just... Oh, you know what? I'll just use this YouTube video. Sorry. Um, yeah, let's see. Switch sales... Top 89 million exceed Xbox 360 and PlayStation 3's numbers. I mean, that's great, except the 360 and PlayStation 3 was out, like, 20 years ago. But, uh, or, well, not 20 years ago. Like, 15 years ago. Anyway, sales haven't slowed much, making it the second best-selling Switch game, uh, referring to Animal Crossing's New Horizons, with 33.89 million units sold. Um... They have sold 4.45 million Switch units in the first quarter of this year. Which is just 12 million units. They're 12 million, unit, 12 million units shy of eclipsing Wii at 101 million units. So, I mean, I'm surprised that it hasn't already eclipsed the Wii. But the Wii was pretty big when it came out. Everybody was into... Every, they really catered to, like, the family household. So a lot of people bought them. You know, a lot of people were playing families together, playing Wii Sports and things like that. Um, Activision Blizzard investors call sees some investors asking for a plan for a change amidst labor lawsuit. Yeah, and then earlier we got the one guy who stepped down as CEO and now um, two other people are going to be co-CEOs going forward. I just hope that this sparks change just in the gaming industry as a whole. I really hope it does. Um, game devs and anyone anyone who works in the game industry, whether you're you know, just a front desk person or a janitor or whatever the hell it is you are in the game industry, you know, from the top up, gets what they deserve. You know, well, maybe not so much the top in this case, but hopefully we see some change throughout the gaming industry because of that whole situation. Street Fighter V revealed their final new character, Luke, revealed with uh, Akira and Oro uh, dates, which are, are they're arriving later this month. So Luke was the last character that they revealed. He's like some kind of uh, MMA guy. He says something in his trailer. He says something like, I hope to be as powerful as that man or something like that. And I have no idea. Nobody knows who's he's, who he's referring to. I really think he kind of reminds me of Steve Fox from Tekken, except instead of boxing gloves, he's got those MMA gloves, you know. And he's wearing like the sports leggings, crap leggings underneath uh, some, uh, you know, uh, combat shorts. Like they look like uh, boxing shorts, kind of. I don't know. He. I don't know what I was expecting. I guess I, I I had remembered that they were saying the last character was going to be an original character. So, you know, and they were saying that, you know, Akira 
excuse me, you guys, Akira, what, you know, the, the, at the beginning of this whole thing, they were like, yeah, two characters have never been in a Street Fighter game before. And nobody knew if that meant, oh, does that mean new characters or does that mean somebody from another game who's never been in a, you know, and obviously they meant both. But I don't know. Uh, Street Fighter Five. I wish they would just move on to Street Fighter Six already. Listen to what criticisms we had about four and five and make six. You know what I mean? But I don't know. Capcom is up and down. Earth Defense Force 4. Point one heads to Switch in 2022. If you've never played any of the Earth Defense Force games, they're pretty sick. It's like a third-person uh, open-world area shooter. It's very cool. Fucking aliens and shit. Um, Ryan Reynolds seems really confident Deadpool 3 will start shooting in 2022. And he did say that it is going to be an R rating. So hopefully that'll be just as good as the other two. I Both Deadpool 1 and 2 are really good, if you've never seen them. They're definitely Deadpool movies. They're definitely Ryan Reynolds movies. So, yeah, you should watch them. Um, Paramount Plus inks mega deal for 14 South Park movies. They're building a massive library. Trey Parker and Matt Stone have signed a deal with MTV for 14 South Park movies made exclusively for Paramount Plus. As per terms of the deal, 2021 will see the release of two films with two more releasing in every year that follows 20 until 2027. The deal also includes series renewals for South Park until season 30. Uh, what season is it even on now? Jeez. Isn't it like on 20-something right now? 26? 27? Oh, it's on 23 right now. Yeah, I don't know. I kind of stopped watching after the uh, biggest poop in the world. Uh, episode kind of thing. Um, they had television specials, I guess, like about the pandemic and the about getting vaccinated. I don't know. The real-world commentary humor in adult shows lately is just stupid because they think that they're being... They think that they're pushing a boundary, and they're not at all. <laughs> they think... You know what I mean? It's kind of tasteless and stupid, in my opinion. Um... That sounds, like, super pretentious, like, the way I'm saying that. But, like, I don't know. It's, like, they, they think they're being – they think they're pushing boundaries or whatever. And, really, it's just, nah. <laughs> like, it's, it's – you know, you're not – you're not being that – it's not that funny. You know what I mean? Like, it's – I don't know. falls flat for me. Um, DC Filmhead says James Gunn will return. We have more stuff planned. He wants to make more DC films. There was an end credit scene of the Suicide Squad, which premiered um, on HBO Max, uh, I think, today. So, yeah. I haven't even watched any of the Harley Quinn movies yet. Was it Birds of Birds of Prey movie? I haven't watched that, or I haven't... Um, I didn't watch the original Suicide Squad because it just looks straight up bad. Um, but I heard this new one is pretty good. Uh, so I'd love to watch that one. Uh, speaking of DCEU, the Blue Beetle. They're casting the du- the Blue Blue Beetle in the new live-action film for Blue Beetle. I'm not sure if it's going to be... Oh, no, it is going to be a movie. Okay, I thought it was going to be a series at first. Um, but, yeah, uh, they casted Zola Mariwenya as uh, Jamie Reyes as the Blue Beetle, which is super sick. Uh, Zolo... 
is the lead in Cobra Kai. He plays Miguel. And, I mean, he already has, like, acrobatic and martial arts training, so that's super dope. Um, and it's being directed by uh, Angel Manuel Soto, which is awesome. So I'm excited. They were at the premiere together for uh, a different movie at the Suicide Squad, I guess. So super dope. Uh, Venom 2 teams up with G Fuel for a carnage-infused energy drink. Sounds disgusting. But we got a new trailer for Venom 2 er, and uh, Let There Be Carnage, and it looked pretty sick. So I'm excited. I still haven't seen the original Venom, so I'm going to make sure I, I catch up on that. It's funny because I keep talking about all these new comic movies, and I'm like, I still haven't seen this one. Um, but I don't know. I just haven't been excited about movies. But I'm still going to give those a watch. I'm going to make Trisha watch Harley Quinn with me. We'll see if she likes it. Uh Speaking of live-action movies, TMNT Ninja Turtles' next live-action film taps longtime SNL writer uh, Colin Jost and his brother Casey Jost are co-penning the next live-action Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. Um, Saturday Night Live writer star Colin Jost and his brother Casey Jost are penning. And uh, reported deadline, Michael Bay, Andrew Form, Brad Fuller, Scott Mednick, and Galen Walker are producing the film, having previously worked on 2014's... Uh, TMNT and the sequel Out of the Shadows. I'm not sure if this is supposed to be a sequel to to those two or what, whatever the hell it is. I don't think so. But then there's supposed to be another one. Wasn't there that another movie with like Seth Rogen? Uh, oh yeah, right here. Nickelodeon and Netflix are separately producing a feature film based on Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which is an animated series that debuted in 2018. And gave the turtles mystical powers as well as featuring a different visual style than previous TMNT cartoons. Um, movie is tentatively scheduled to arrive later this year, with Rogan's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles animated reboot launching in 2023. Okay, I got that confused. If you just listened to the latest AOQ I did with Naxi, we got those confused. So he was probably talking about this third Bay movie, and I was referring to this reboot. So that was my bad, fool. Um, but yeah, if you're not reading the TMNT comic, you should. Uh, the Digimon BT5 set, uh, Battle of Omni, was released today, so you should go cop. Uh, they There's basically pretty much every online card shop is selling a box right now. Um, a lot of local game stores I know are selling them for about $96. Um, but there's some for 100 I would say that I don't remember. I don't really know exactly what MSRP is supposed to be. I think it's like seventy-five or eighty or something like that. But you can definitely get them for like, you know, I would say if you get them for at least eighty-five or a hundred, then it's fine. Uh, I wouldn't pay more than a hundred, honestly. But it's kind of tough right now with all the scalping and shit going on, and Bandai finally catching up to demand a little bit. This the release of this booster had a pretty healthy release. So, I don't know. It's it's really weird because, like, even though a lot of game stores are still are getting, like, what they're asking for finally, they're still selling them at, like, the scalping heightened prices, like, as they were with the previous sets. And I think that's pretty stupid. So, I don't know. Don't support game stores that do that because this was a pretty decent release. And, I mean, if they – obviously, they have to make money, you know, so – I would say even like ninety dollars, ninety six dollars is pretty okay. Maybe not, maybe no more than that. But I definitely encourage people to get a starter deck and play the the three new starter decks that just came out: the green, purple, and 
was it black or white? Maybe it was a black set, black um, deck, starter deck. They're, it's a really fun card game, and I think everyone should play it. Um, yeah, Final Fantasy TCG releases Crystal Radiance booster set, um, and it comes with a new multiplayer boss deck where you f- kind of it's like a raid deck kind of, um, where you multiple players fight against it. Um, but yeah, I really want to get into the Final Fantasy TCG. I do have a a, TC, a Final Fantasy TCG starter deck that I never. I never opened. I still haven't even played played it yet, but I would love to get into Final Fantasy TCG. It seems like a fun game. Um, the last bit of news is Maximilian Dude on YouTube. So if you guys follow Maximilian Dude, he's a YouTuber. He's a gaming YouTuber who um, focuses on fighting games. I mean, he does other games, too but mostly focuses on fighting games. He started this... He posted this video, like, last week um, talking about how Marvel vs. Capcom 2 is in a prison and um, how much it has affected, like, pop culture and how amazing the game is, which, like, I fucking agree. Like, it's... Marvel vs. Capcom 2 is amazing, the way that a lot of famous fighting gamers, you know, pro fighting gamers play it now on their Twitch is through emulating means. And that's, you know, um, or, you know, the, the really shoddy PS3, Xbox 360 version. Um, but Xbox 360 removed Marvel versus Capcom from their, from their stores. Um, I think they removed it from PS Network too. Cause you know, when Disney acquired, acquired it, uh yeah so there needs to be like he basically went on the video and said i'm starting a new hashtag a new movement called free mvc2 and he pointed at these certain publishers who who have done this before with re-releasing you know new ports of games and stuff and yeah he's trying to get a whole movement started and i think that's pretty cool it's a it's a a lot of fighting gamers old and newer generations love MVC two. Even the people like me who, especially the people like me who grew up with it in that generation, you know, like I remember being like 12 years old, going to the arcade at my local mall and just plunging, I don't know, five, $10 at a time in the machine, you know, just playing with people. And it's a great game. You know, it's, it's a super, it's one of the best fighting games out there. So I think that's really cool for anyone who is, who's uh you know a fighting gamer who loves mbc2 i'd highly suggest you you know help out the movement and just like retweet it retweet the hashtag or something i don't know i think it's already it's definitely already gotten a lot of attention since he made that video but i just think that's a really cool thing um anyway let's move on to the anime news but first let's take a small break right here Boom, check that out. Okay, links.animesummit.net. Um, you can find everything right there, where to follow, where to listen. And uh, shout out to Noxy for doing this latest AOQ episode with me. Super fun. Um, everyone should read the IDW TMNT comics run. So good. Um, I So <laughs> I don't want to be, I don't want to rush, but I have a lot, a lot of anime. You should see the tabs I have open. Um 
for all the anime news I have. I don't want to sound like I'm rushing, but I'm going to try and get through some of like the more uh, the the ones that don't need so much commentary. You know, I'll try not to. I talk a lot. I talk too much. Okay, I talk a lot. Um, but yeah, no, let's just dive in. You know, I don't want to sound like I'm rushing, but I want to get through all of them in a in a decent time. <laughs> uh, right stuff. Nozomi released Gundam Seed Destiny HD Remaster on Blu-ray disc. You know what? Not a big fan of Destiny. I don't even think I finished. Uh, I I don't I don't think I even finished it because I just wasn't that into it. I I didn't mind Seed like the original Gundam Seed, and I liked like the spinoff, um, the spinoff one about the Red Astray Gundam. Uh, but I don't think I even yeah. Uh, High Dive streams English dub for Get a Robo Arc anime. This is following the Armageddon, the Shin Get a Robo Armageddon arc. Um, this takes place 10 years later where it follows, uh, the son of Ryoma Nagare, uh, Takuma Nagare. And I watched the first episode. Um, it's, it's crazy. It's already getting an English dub. Um, it's cool that Gonagai is supervising. I don't know. It seems like, uh, I don't know. The animations, it's not very good. <laughs> it's kind of bad. Um, I, I would think with like the kind of style they're going for with, you know, they're trying to keep it to like going to guys original style. I would, I would think that the animation would, would try to be better. You know, like the, the Armageddon, the get it Armageddon arc was so good. Um, it's directed by Jin Kawagoe and he's directing this new one, but the animation in Armageddon was just so, it was so awesome. Like. How did you let it come down to this? You know, I just, I don't know. I'll, I'll try and finish watching it, but. Um, so anyway, uh, the BBC Sport Twitter feed is getting, getting, uh, getting wrecked right now because um, they were talking about, uh, on Thursday, BBC Sport Twitter feed tweeted a photograph of a speed climbing event at the Tokyo 2020 Olympics, with the life-size giant robot in the background, the captain reads, Just when you thought speed climbing was frightening enough, you you now need to impress a transformer, too, at the Tokyo 2020 Olympics. And it was the life-size statue of the Gundam Unicorn. And so, literally, everyone retweeted it, and they were like, You bitch. <laughs> like, <laughs> I thought that was really funny. Uh, you should go see if you can find that tweet and, like, retweet it and tag us in it. Um, Kura Yukuba Adventure Anime Trailer Previews Character Voices Introduces Raiko Sakamoto to the cast. This is, um, a movie, I think. Our story is set beneath the surface of the Great Metropolis, below the district of Ogi Town and Realm Dreams that floats in the haze of purple lignite smoke. A network of roads stretches away underground, concealing bandits at every turn. An armored train snakes through the looming darkness. The steel-clad train, Sokade 463, is equipped with a 75mm mountain gun that can blow a target to smithereens. In command is the mysterious girl, Tane. Uh, yeah, it's like this kind of... It looks like kind of steampunky. The animation kind of reminds me of like some of those French animation films with like the, the um, rough-colored like parchment paper look. Um, but yeah, it looks kind of cool. I'm excited to see, um, anime project, full trailer. I'm trying to see if it's a movie or a show. I think it's a movie, but anyway, 
Uh, Girls Frontline TV anime video unveil staff opening theme 2022 debut. Uh, this is based on a game, I believe. But uh, Masaki Yamada is designing the characters, which he did for Dead Man Wonderland and Tiger and Bunny. Uh, Shigeru Ueda, who's doing Gek- who did Gekido on Peach Boy Riverside, is directing. Um, yeah, dude. I mean, Girls Frontline. This is like a mobile game, isn't it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's based on a... Yeah, based on a mobile game. Uh, Chinese Dojin Game Circle founded Sunburn Network. Uh, yeah, I don't know. The anime looks pretty cool. It's basically just, uh, you know, cute girls with uh, guns. Give them the old bop, bop, bop. So, yeah, it's pretty cool. The Blue Period anime reveals more casts and key visual. I'm pretty excited for this one. The manga is supposed to be super amazing. And, uh, yeah. This is Animation Studio 7 Arcs, uh, based on the manga by Subashi Yamaguchi. Um, Yatora is a perfect high school student with good grades and lots of friends. It's an effortless performance and ultimately a dull one. But he wanders into the art room one day and a lone painting captures his eye, awakening him to a kind beauty that he never knew. Uh, Compelled and consumed, he dives in headfirst and he's about to learn how savage and unforgiving art can be. Yeah, pretty cool. It looks pretty cool. The character designs are super cool. Supposed to be kind of like coming of age drama, um, I think. But we'll see. It's gonna be cool. I think. Um, I got. I, I want to read it. Uh, the homie Kyra uh, from Project Manga Discord uh, has said it's really good. Uh, Love of Kill anime teaser. Uh, it's supposed to air in twenty twenty two. She's a professional hitman, and he is a professional hitman. And she's his target. Uh, I think we talked about this one a bit ago. But yeah, it's kind of like the Mr. and Mrs. Smith kind of thing. Except anime form and probably, you know, not terrible. But anyway. uh, Satellite science fiction anime Sakugan unveils visual. uh, Sakugan, Saxon Guns, Studio Satellite by Negataru Inui's uh, light novel. The distant future long after the Western calendar is no longer used. Humans live shoulder-to-shoulder cramped in the labyrinth, an underground world deep down below the surface. There are many colonies where people live in the underground labyrinth. The place is known for extreme high temperatures, but also for loads of gold, silver, and other riches. In one of the colonies named Penin, a curious nine-year-old girl named Memempu, and her father, Gagumber, born... <laughs> Gagumber? Gagumber? I always call cucumbers cucumbers, so that's what it kind of sounded like. Bored a two-person work robot and mined for ore. Yeah. And then they come across a huge creature, and then everyone dies. No, I'm just kidding. No, I don't know, but it looks it looks super cool. Kind of gives me Maiden Abyss vibes a little bit. Uh, Megaton Musashi franchise posts new videos. This is like that multimedia project that we talked about like a month ago or so by Level 5. Uh, Megaton Q Musashi multimedia project. Um, the game's trailer reveals that the game will shift for PS4 and Switch on November 11th. As of Friday, the site no longer lists a PS5 version. Uh, hopefully that'll change though. But we did get a trailer for the anime as well, in collaboration with Shusha's Weekly Shonen Jump magazine, Toys by Bandai, and an internet anime spinoff titled After School. So yeah, it's gonna be cool. Uh, I it, this looks like a big hero robot show, and I'm excited for that because um, we haven't gotten one of those in a while. I mean, we got get a Robo Arc, but you know, I, like I said, I don't know. That's gonna. <laughs> 
Uh, Yashihime Princess Half Team in the second act reveals new trailer and more cast. I have not watched the trailer. I don't want to watch it because I am not caught up with uh, um, the original one, the first season. So, um, but we'll see. They've kind of revealed this new character named Rion. Um, she looks like a little. She looks like a little. She looks like a half demon dog. Uh, she got little dog ears. But she looks like um, what do you call that? Like a medicine maker or something like that. She's got like a, the apron on. She looks cute. Um, Adventure TV anime Orient reveals cast, staff, and visual. The official anime for the television, the official website for the television anime Shinobu Otaka's Orient manga, revealed the cast, staff, and new teaser. Uh, this is a yeah based based on the manga by Shinobu Otaka. At age ten, best friends Musashi and Kojiro Satin exited. In excited silence as Kojiro's father spun tales of demons who preyed on the innocent and the warriors who defeated them. Practicing the swordplay, the two smear an oath, swear an, smear, swear an oath to become the strongest in the world. But as they grow up, Kojiro turns cynical and Musashi comes to realize that he can't turn back 150 years of demon rule on his own. He's being called a prodigy with a pickaxe and he's ready, almost ready to settle for a life of labor. Yet he can't shake the feeling that he still has a responsibility to act. And soon, the injustices of his world will force his hand. So it's like uh, some demon hunting shit with some cool uh, Asian futuristic, but like old school Asian elements, which seems super cool. I mean, I think uh, young people would be into this. I don't know. We'll see. It kind of looks like, uh, I don't know. It looks a little generic a little bit, but like, you know, uh, I also thought that about Demon Slayer when I first saw the visual for that. So who knows? Um... Crunchyroll unveils Blade Runner Black Lotus anime's opening visual. It's like a CG anime. The CG in this looks pretty cool, actually. It doesn't look like... It's not the kind of, like, uh, CG anime that, like, Beastars has. It's, like, a full CG. Um, you know, like the Resident Evil series that just came out on Netflix. Like that. So, it does look cool. Uh, I'm not sure what the Japanese obsession with Blade Runner is, but, uh, you know. Uh, Tokyo Babylon 2021 studio Gohans sues King Records for 450 million yen over canceled anime. Uh, the anime studio Gohans filed a legal complaint in the Tokyo District Court on Tuesday against the entertainment company King Records for non-payment about 450 million yen in the canceled production of the Tokyo Babylon 2021 television anime. Yeah, I totally forgot about that. We totally talked about this on the newscast. I didn't know it was canceled. Um... The staff then delayed Gohan's anime from its planned 2021 release in April premiere before announcing its complete cancellation in March with an entirely new production planned. That's a shame. That's a shame. Um, hopefully they can get that figured out. That sucks. Uh, laid back camp. Have a nice day. PS4 and Switch game delayed till November. I'm not sure what kind of game this is. I'm sure it's something like uh, it's got like puzzles and adventure and probably like some visual novel elements. But for, you know, you Eurocamp homies out there, PS4 and Switch, laid-back camp. Um, it doesn't say anything about getting a North American release. But I'm sure. I'm sure it will. Uh, they play it on Crunchyroll, so. Uh, the Night Beyond the Tri-Cornered Window. Uh, BL Mystery TV Anime. New teaser unveils more cast. Uh, yeah, this is like a mystery uh, anime with two dudes. Shy, shy bookstar, shy bookstar, shy bookstore clerk, Kosuke Mikado has the ability to see ghosts and spirits, an ability he wishes he didn't have. I see dead people. 
because uh, it scares him. Rihito Hiyakawa, an exorcist whose supernatural powers are as strong as his social graces, are weak, but he doesn't seem to fear anything, mortal or otherwise. When the sod couple gets together to solve the bizarre cases that come their way, their work methods may not be entirely safe for work. Ooh, that kind of seems like a bad description. It's like, oh, they're gay, so it's not safe for work. That's kind of stupid. Um, but I don't know. That seems kind of cool. It could be cool. Uh, we got another Poke tune, Poke Poke Magu Magu House. So this follows the little Magu, uh, the one Pokemon. What's the name of that Pokemon? The little red, the little red, round Pokemon. Magu Magu is its Japanese name. Slug, oh, Slugma? Oh, Magu Maga. Oh, Slugma, okay. But it also has that one red kind of roundish Pokemon from uh, Gen 5 with the little big yellow eyebrows. Um, Yeah, Slugma is kind of a bad name. We should just change it back to Magu. Maguma. Magu Magu. Uh, Because then people start calling it Sugma, Sugma Nuts. Okay, anyway. People are immature. (laughs) I'm not laughing. Shut up. Uh, Kanikamon, the Lost Legend live-action series, cast Tina Tamashiro um, and Sion Sono. Uh, yeah, I didn't know there was going to be a live-action Kanikamon show. That's pretty cool. I'm going to try and follow this so I can find out where to watch that. Um, it, apparently, let's see. When is it supposed to debut? It doesn't say. Uh, oh, on October 8th. Okay, so I'll remember that, October 8th. Um, Anime New York City. 2021 to require proof of COVID-19 vaccination, and they will also require masks um, to also just follow the 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 city's guidelines as well. Um, you know, just just you know, sending the sending the message. Not not going to talk about whether you should or not, uh, because in my opinion, I would not be going to cons right now. <laughs> That's just me. But, you know, uh, anyway, there, I have more con info as well here. Anime Week in Atlanta, they says that they have a vaccination policy and says that you should wear masks as well. So just putting that out there for people going to those cons. Make sure you check um, the websites for their policies and stuff like that for any con that you guys might be planning on going to. So um, Japan to add eight prefectures to COVID-19 quasi-state of emergency. Yeah, they're still adding new state of emergencies and extending new ones ever since the start of the Olympics, um, despite the backlash in having the Olympics. Um, but yeah, pro basketball players Robin and uh, Brooke Lopez produced manga with slam dunk assistant artist Tatsuz. That is pretty sick. Uh, the transition game is the story of Cameron Ford, a 15-year-old American basketball prodigy living in Stuttgart, Germany with his mom. A U.S. naval officer and his two younger brothers. Uh, when Cam's mother is suddenly promoted, it causes the family to uproot everything and move half half a world away to a remote island posting in the Okinawa prefecture of Japan. Feeling alone and unsure of how to adjust life in his new home, Cam takes solace in his main love of basketball. Uh, but do they even play basketball here is what he asks. Now he must struggle to make new friends and find his place in this foreign land. However, before Cam discovers that the Japanese basketball world has far more in store for him than he could ever imagine, causing him to grow as both a basketball player and, more importantly, as a human being. Uh, Tatsuz was a former assistant of Takahiko Inoue and worked alongside the manga creator on Slam Dunk Basketball Manga. Christopher Lopez is writing the story with Robin and Brooke Lopez's producers. 
Uh, Mizuho Nishio is also a producer and typesetter and the logo designer. That's pretty cool. That could be cool. I still need to read Slam Dunk. Um, Nickums was reading it on the Project Manga streams, live streams, and it got me hype. Also, AAA Podcast got me hype on it. Uh, Isekai, Boys Love, Anime, Everything for Demon King, Evologia, Evologia. Isekais, oh my god, I'm just over these. You know what? I'm just gonna, let's see. The story begins when an aimless young man named Toshiaku Gozu is killed on page 3 and resurrected as a background character in a game world he has been playing. Gozu encounters the Demon King Evologia, the game's last boss, whom Gozu has adored since he was little. Gozu begins to woo Evologia by admitting, I fell in love with you. Together they aim to conquer the world. That's pretty cute, I guess. I just feel like you could have just still written that without it being an isekai. I don't know. It's fucking dumb. Uh, World Trigger Anime third season unveils new teaser visual. Uh, this is the third season, and it will be premiered on January 9th of 2022. So get hyped for World Trigger if you're a World Trigger fan. Still haven't seen it. Platinum End Anime reveals two new cast members October 7th premiere. Um, the anime will have an uninterrupted 24-episode run um, next year, going from, I think, winter to spring. Um as his classmates celebrate their middle school graduation, troubled Mirai is mired in darkness, but is battle just beginning when he receives some salvation from above in the form of an angel. Oh, okay, then he got, he's got to fight 12 other humans with angels. We talked about this one already. I should really look through these before I hype these up for you guys. That's, I, that's like the third time I've mentioned that one. Um, Sony Pictures streams Marvel anime Iron Man on YouTube. Yeah, there's an Iron Man anime. Um, it came out in 2010, I think. Um, but yeah, it's on the Throwback Tunes YouTube channel, so you should check that out. Kenji Kamiyama's original anime featured Ayano number Ayano eight thirty one to premiere next January. Um, Kamiyama is directing and writing the anime, and the tagline on the teaser visual says, "Who restarted time when it stopped?" Um, that's all it says. Kamiyama is best perhaps known for directing Ghost in the Shell Standalone Complex, Eden of the East, and Moribito Guardian of the Spirit anime. Um. Yeah, dude, I, I'm i excited for this. It looks really cool. I mean, so far what I've seen of it looks pretty cool. But, uh, I mean, if it's Kamiyama, it could be cool. You know, never, well, you never know. You never know. You never know. Pride won't know until I see a PV, but we'll see. Gifu Dodo's Yuji Takamura launches manga about lawyer-turned-manga artist. Yeah, that's literally the plot. It's this guy. He said, Fuck the law. I'm gonna draw manga. Um... But it can be read on Shoga Kukan's Manga One app on August thirteenth. So yeah, Hololive, the virtual anime YouTuber, announces Hololive Error, which is a horror project um, being developed. The live-action teaser video evoked classic Japanese horror tropes, depicting first-person footage of an empty school, while the VTuber Tokino mysteriously appears and disappears. And the tagline for the project is "We'll be friends forever, won't we?" <laughs> So if you're in the whole live, uh, Uchi no Shisho Washipo ga Nai Rakugo fantasy manga listed with TV anime. Um, Amazon is hosting the cover image for the September issue of Kodansha's Good Afternoon magazine, which lists a television anime of TNSK's Uchi no Shisho Washipo ga, ga, Shibo ga Nai. My master has no tail is what it's called. Um, 
The fantasy story takes place in Japan's Taisho era, which is 1912 to 1926. It follows Mameda, a shape tanuki girl who dreams of becoming human. Mame transforms her outward appearance into a pre-raven-haired human girl and heads to bustling city of Osaka. However, people instantly see through Mameda's guise, and one beautiful woman ruthlessly says to the dejected Mameda, go back to where you came from. As it turns out, that woman named Bunko is herself a supernatural creature who transformed herself into a Rakugo uh, storyteller. Uh, Mameda begs Bunko to become her master and teach her the ways of playing a human. Yeah, that looks really cute. I've never heard of this before. Uh, but, you know, Tanukis. I'm all about Tanukis right now. So, uh, Toei dissolves Coyote, Coyote Anime Studio. It announced on June 19th that its shareholder companies, Toei and Toei Animation Music Publishing, have decided to dissolve the company. Um, they produced the Shimmer Jiro Tosuro Tobu Fune anime film, which opened in theaters in Japan on March 12th, um, which is like a kid's, based on a kid's show. Yeah, I don't really think that has any effect on anything uh, that most of my listeners watch, so I don't know. <laughs> game planning studio Kayak establishes digital anime division. Um, game planning and development company Kayak announced last Friday that it has established a digital anime division at its Akihabara studio. The new division plans to specialize to using Unreal Engine and Unity and using its accumulated knowledge in game, VR, and XR, development to further its learning through new division, Kiyuki Amano currently heads the Akihabara studio with CG Studio Grafenica's president Nobuhiro Ito in an advisory role. The company has so far been involved in the Kizumonogatari VR projection mapping video experience and started online synthesis. Uh, so yeah, we'll see. That could be cool. Tite Kubo pens new Bleach one-shot manga. This year's 35th issue of Shusha's Weekly Shonen Jump revealed on Monday that the magazine will publish a new 73-page chapter of Tite Kubo's Bleach manga in the magazine's combined 36th and 37th issue on August 10th. The new episode for the manga will have a color page and will commemorate the 20th anniversary of the manga's launch. The magazine teases the story of the one-shot. Ichigo was invited to Soul Society for a certain ceremony, but... Yeah, I don't know. Bleach has been going on for a long time. I don't know, just chill out. Uh, Digimon franchise gets new fall TV anime and new Digimon Adventure Zero Two film... Uh, called something called Ghost Game. Uh, and so far they revealed new Digimon that'll take place in the anime called Angoramon, Gammon, and Jellymon. The new anime will, the new film will tell a story about Daisuke or Davis. Uh, this is the Zero Two film. And other characters from the Zero Two anime. Um, something about when he was a young kid or some shit. And then the Ghost Game anime, uh, has is something that's coming out in 2021 so yay more digimon anyway that's all the anime news i got for you that's all the news i got for you today i hope you guys enjoyed that let me know if uh, you want me to cover something else of course and uh you know thank you guys seriously for listening every week i feel like i'm still learning like how to podcast it seems like i don't know but been doing this for a long time but it's it's fucking crazy uh, i feel like how long i've been doing it and i hope to keep doing it so uh, you guys listening every week really helps with that. So I really appreciate it. So thank you for listening. I love you guys. Again, if you want me to cover something and I didn't cover it, let me let me know and I'll make sure to cover it on next week's newscast. That being said, I've been Sam and this has been the Anime Summit Newscast. <laughs>